Well, welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. I am super grateful you're here listening today. I'm going to take a few seconds to let my gratitude set in before we uh, dive into this episode. All right, today's guest is Harrison Klein, and I actually connected with him through the poppy stick. So if you've seen me, any of my Instagram stories, I've been using this bamboo stick to breathe through. I've also done it in my cold plunges, and Harrison helped develop that stick, and I've been following some of the cool stuff that he's doing. Knew I, we had to get him on the podcast, so Harrison, I'm super grateful you're here with us. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, Gabe. Thanks so much for having me. And um, I love that you open up with a little gratitude and, and actually letting some time to soak it in. It's super powerful. It's actually how I start my morning every morning. So it was cool to see you kind of do the same thing on your podcast. Absolutely. Let's get right into it. Um, do you want to give like a quick introduction of who you are, what you do and how you got to where you are? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, yeah, so I'm a, a breathing specialist, a breathing coach for originally kind of was my own private practice, doing things on my own, um, experimenting with myself, really learning about the whole respiratory system and how powerful the breath is um, mm-hmm. for my own well-being. And then I was applying it to things during my day to help me better manage stress and better um, adapt and respond and be more resilient because life throws crazy stuff at you all the time. Yeah. So, you know, the core to me is the breath. Um, And then along with that goes um, cold therapy. So I work at um, Embrace North is really what kind of tapped me into this world in terms of starting to put stuff on social media and how the poppy stick came about as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So Embrace North is a sauna and cold therapy service in Minneapolis. And it's ran by um, Luis Leonardo, who is the sauna poppy. He's the owner of Embrace North and him and I, um, in August of 2020, so two years ago now, mm-hmm. no, 21, just, just over a year ago, um, Got it. I, I came over to Embrace North and I was like, Luis, like I'm a breath coach and I want to start doing some stuff with sauna and cold therapy and maybe putting some protocols together, just see what we can do together, you know? So we, we ripped a workout together and I talked about uh-huh. breath whole time and Luis was like dude you got to come build with me we got to do something together mm. and we had no idea what it was going to look like and at that time I was um, actually working in the corporate world I was working for a real estate developer um, went to UW-Madison and got a real estate finance degree so mm-hmm. I was on the trajectory that that's going to be my career you know and that's what I'm going to yep. do in college I was like I gotta be stable material things and finances were extremely important for me then um, because that's what society was really telling me. Mm. So um, I I worked in the corporate world for four years and I loved it. I absolutely loved what I did. I had a great job. Um, But as soon as I started to explore and learn about the breath more, and I actually learned about it from Wim Hof. So I was doing Wim Hof method in the morning. Then I'm jumping in cold water. I bought a chest freezer, put it in my basement. Um, and I was doing that on the, on my own. And then I would go into work and I would just be high on life and just like, yeah. you know, and everybody else is kind of like slumped. It's like Monday morning and they're just like dreading the week. <laughs> oh, Got to be hyped. Like, you know, it's just another day to be alive and, and thrive and make things happen. Um, mm. And as soon as I kept doing breath work and cold therapy more and more on my own, 
my intuition was like, you got to take a leap and go share this with other people. Mm. I, would, I would journal about it. You know, I would pray about that kind of stuff. I'd really ask to get some clarity on what does that look like? What, what do I do? How do I start? Um, and then, you know, I found Embrace North and Luis and immediately I was like, well, I'm going to be yeah. doing with him, you know, going forward. So um, time goes on a little bit. And in April of this past year, so April 2022, I took the leap and left the corporate world um, and really dove into the breath and cold therapy and movement all, all together. Um, yeah. and I'm a breath coach, so I have like personal individual clients, but now it's turning into a program. Um, and that's where the poppy stick came about. But Luis one day just brought, brought the poppy stick to embrace North. And he knows that what we were doing was a lot of times we would like purse our lips and in, into the form of a straw, mm-hmm. like restrict the airflow and recruit different breathing muscles lower in your stomach. And he was like, we could do something with this straw, you know, and it's, it's also bamboo, which is super durable. And our whole thing is kind of getting back to our roots and being primal and yeah, like technology devices, but this is just a, a simple device, but it's, it's very much an experience and it's something that can enhance your day and change your state immediately. Um, so he brought it back and we just started playing with it a little. And I was like, Luis, we got to go into the water with this thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so immediately like I go into the water with the, I got the poppy stick right in front of me. By yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I go in the, in the water with it and I was like, Whoa, that changed the cold experience immensely. Yeah. Cause when our brain gets cold, it's a whole different level of shock for us. And we got to control that response. And I mean, I'm sure you know it, but the way you control your response is with your breath control and yep. it's mind control, it's breath control. It works um, bio-directionally, but it was amazing to know that like we can control that response even with less airflow when we're in that extreme situation. And it's mm. not just that one cold tub situation. It's how do we take that little practice and apply it to our life and become more resilient in life. Um, so that's really um, kind of like how I got here and, and, and where we're at now is um, we're launching a, a built to breathe is now a breath focused gym tied mm. to embrace north so it's it's separate from embrace north two different entities two different concepts but very much the same community and the same faces with with things and it kind of birthed out of embrace north yeah so um we're running a, a breath focused gym in minneapolis and then we're doing a lot of we're creating an app um so we'll mm-hmm. have an online app with poppy stick techniques and online breathing protocols and workouts and all those different um, modalities that we can use. So um, that's, that's really our, that's where we're at right now. We're trying to share the breath with as many people as we possibly can. And we got Mm. a beautiful community in Minneapolis already. And now we just want to keep evolving it. And it doesn't have to just be in person here at the space. It's obviously epic here, but like, as you know, this, this stuff can be shared on social media and that's where social media can be really powerful. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back to the part where you talked about your intuition. So you get into the breathing, you're in the cold plunge and you're journaling about this stuff. And it finally like allowed the space for you to realize like what you were supposed to step into. What were some of the things going through your head as you're stepping into this 
this new journey with, you know, Embrace North, when you went from like this corporate, very stable, like this is the route we're going to go to something that's completely new? Yeah, 100%. That's a, that's a great question. You know, originally it's, it's a lot of fear and you're scared, you know, so you're, you're writing about that. And, um, I would just ask for a lot of times I'm asking for clarity Yeah. You know, so with, with the, when your intuition starts to talk to you, it's like, you don't exactly know. It's not going to be a perfect sign that says this is exactly what you're supposed to do. It's more of like foul that decision or act mm. on that, you know, like you feel something, can I act on it? So I would write that stuff down more and be like, I'm feeling like I should share the breath more. How can I do that? I'm feeling mm. like I don't want to be Monday through Friday working really hard, waiting for the weekend. Sunday comes, I'm getting the Sunday scaries as everybody calls it. And yeah. then back to work on Monday, you know? So a lot, I was like, how can I get out of that like cycle of what society's telling us to do? And I would just ask in my journal, you know, but mm. the more we can write things down, um, it opens our mind up. Cause then we get to see it, you know, we get to physically see it. We get it out of our, our chest, out of our emotions. And that's what breath work does too. You know, breath work's mm. breaking up a bunch of um, like life force prana that might be blocked or stale. And when that stuff starts to open, our mind starts to get that clarity and it's like, okay, make that decision, take that action, write that mm. down, wherever it is. Um, so yeah, so what was going through my head at first was a lot of like fear that things weren't going to work out. And I was, I was scared. And then the, to combat that, I write about it and I mm. ask clarity and you, you have to act and you just have to know that um, if you do things for the, the universe, to be honest, it will come back for you. Mm. So I thought this was a really positive thing for people and humanity. And even though it was scary and I'm not nearly as, as stable right now, I'm going to be way more stable, you know, because yeah. I create it now and it's very entrepreneurial. Mm. Uh, but it's those kind of things, lack of stability, lack of like, I don't have a 401k like I used mm -hmm. to at the corporate job, like the health insurance stuff, you have to set it up on your own. Uh, and now with the new company, I get to do that on my own. But at first it's like, well, what the heck? That's so, it's almost overwhelming too. Mm. You know? I also own, I own a house. So that's a, another big thing is like, I had to pay a mortgage. So I had to know, you know, I'm budgeting all this stuff out. Yeah. I need to be getting paid by December. So right now I need to be making money. You know, right. in April when I'm writing stuff like that, but it's, it's uncertainty and it's being okay with uncertainty and it's being comfortable with the uncomfortable situations, you know, and that's mm. what the cold is. That's literally what the cold water is controlling yourself in that crazy, uncomfortable situation. And that wakes you up. It wakes you up to, you know, material things maybe aren't as important for me. So mm. I'm scared about not being as stable for, to get material things. You know, and, and then the more you think about that, the more you write it down, it starts to become clear about which kind of path you, you can go and choose. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy either. You know, that's the other thing. Right. Either way, it's not going to be easy. Um, I love how you talked about with the cold. And something that I think about is it makes me come alive. Like, there are a few things that you can truly do where like in that instant right after, you know you're alive once you get out of the cold and once you're in the cold too, like 
you feel your breath, you know, you're, you're there. But on the flip side, it's like, when I'm doing other things, maybe like materialistic, when I get paid, or when, you know, I buy something new, it's like, it's not that same feeling of like, feeling alive in the cold or doing the breath work. And similar to your story, I started with Wim Hof breathing about three years ago. And uh, it was right before COVID started. So I just hammered down my Wim Hof breathing. And I hear Wim saying like, you do the breath work, you're not going to get COVID. I was like, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing that every day. And um, honestly, it it changed my life, as you said, to practice that like it's practice for when stress comes in real in life, you know, it's all practice. And now when different things come up, I'm like, all right, let me take a step back. Let me control my breath and reapproach this situation. 100%. That's, that's, that's so beautiful that you can take that out of it too, you know? And mm. it's what I, what I kind of like to frame it as is like reactivity versus responding. Mm. You know, like prior to, practicing the breath and understanding it and getting in those situations, I was reactive. Maybe if someone triggers me, I would kind of get angry or respond in a way that I didn't really want to respond that way, but I didn't have the presence and the time to notice that I was going to respond in that way. Mm. And now I, I respond, I don't react, you know, so I'm very non-reactive to those triggers. And it could be as mm. simple as my little sister, like, bickering back at me and then yeah. me bickering back i gotta win this conversation me bickering mm. back you know and then it keeps going back and forth and now it's more of okay i hear it i'm gonna respond in this graceful way but i'm still gonna get my point off but i'm not yeah. gonna do it in a way that's gonna lower the whole energy in the conversation you know it's gonna mm. give back to that person that triggered me in a positive way in a graceful way so they can be like whoa maybe I shouldn't have reacted yeah. in that way as well, you know, and, and that's going to better us in whole. So I think right. what, what you just hit on is like a huge part of how I frame things now. It's like this reactivity versus responding. Mm. And another example of that, of how I even think about it more is like in the, in the medical world, um, if you react to a, a drug or something that the doctors give you, it's typically not the best thing. We get a reaction. But yep. if we respond well to that medicine or whatever it is, it's typically in a positive or a good light, you know? Yeah. Like we react and we maybe have an outbreak, but if we respond, it's a positive, good thing. So that's just mm. like another, another level to really hammering home that kind of difference. Gotcha. Um, going back to when you first started like cold plunging, I know you mentioned Wim Hof. What was your, like, how did you find out about him? When was like the first time you plunged all that? Yeah. Yeah. That's great questions. <laughs> you know, I found out about Wim from an Aubrey Marcus podcast, actually. Mm. It was called get your effing power back or like take your effing power back. And uh -huh. Wim's energy and just like his excitement for life was just like, I want that, you know, I, I really craved that. And I come from more of a, more of an extreme world, you know, like I, I'm very into health, wellness and fitness, even before the breath and those things. But I was overworking out, to be honest, I was working out mm. way too hard. 
like twice a day, six times a week, trying to just yeah. be like as fit as possible. And my brother's actually a professional snowboarder. So um, we do some, you know, crazy adventures and definitely already doing some extreme things. But uh -huh. I wasn't really connected to myself when we were doing all that stuff. Mm. I was just doing it to get those highs and just and do crazy stuff because my brother is doing it, you know? Yeah. And as soon as I heard Wim and he framed things like you, you get to discipline yourself with those crazy challenges. You know, you're not living unless you're doing those things. Like you are the master. You have control of all of that. Don't let mm. those environments control you. And that's why we put ourselves in those environments to learn how to control it. So I heard of him on an Aubrey Marcus podcast in November, 2020. And in that podcast, we did three rounds of Wim Hof at the end of it. Mm. And I got the buzz immediately. And I was yep. like, you know, that was amazing. And, and again, like I was super into fitness, health and wellness, but I was trying to find ways to recover better, um, to complement my workouts and things like that. But when I got that buzz, it was the same high that I was craving from a workout. So I was like, whoa, step back here. Like, can I get that buzz that I'm seeking from breath work instead mm. of having to put my body through this, you know, this kind of pain and suffering and things like that. So when I first did that experience from a podcast and that yeah. hit, I was like, okay, I got to explore this more. You right. Know? So immediately after I heard that podcast, I went and took a cold shower. I didn't have a good opportunity for a cold plunge at that time. Yeah, yeah. But I took a cold shower and then I just worked on my breathing and it was gnarly cold. It was hard. You know, it's not like it's easy. It's always, oh, no. always yep. hard. Um, but I was like, this works. And I felt so alive, like you said earlier. And then since that November, I think it was November 14, 2020, I haven't missed a day of Wim Hof method or cold therapy to mm. today, you know, so over two years of just doing it every single morning, every single morning, regardless, that's how I start my day. And yeah. I, and now I crave it, you know, it's like, it's, it's yep. part of me because I feel so alive and so clear. So after that happened, I started driving to a lake every morning around, I mean, I'm in Minneapolis, so it's yeah. cold here in December, <laughs> so it was good timing. But I started driving to a lake before work and I would do Wim Hof like in the car before getting, like I would just stop in the car, you know, and I would just do it. And then I would go jump in this lake and I would drive right to work. I could shower at work and stuff, but uh -huh. I just started on my own and I would like, I would scream in the car and I would be so energized. I was like, yeah, Wim the whole time, you know, I'm thinking about Wim Hof's voice and, and mm. just his energy and everything. And that's, so that's kind of how it started. And then I bought a, a chest freezer and I started doing it in my basement, you know, so I could make it easier for myself. Yeah. Um, and then I found about Embrace North and then from there, you just keep writing things down. You keep asking for miracles and then the poppy stick comes up and, you know, different yeah. opportunities and things happen. So I think just putting yourself out there and acting and, and doing, um, mm. being consistent. Like for me, it's, it's not, some people call it boringly consistent. Like it's awesome to be consistent. It's exciting to get to be consistent every morning with that workout, that movement, that breath work, the cold, whatever it is, you know? So like the consistency has really developed good habits for me. And now I, I carry that stuff with me and that's what I want to share with people too. Mm. Yeah, definitely consistency with everything that you do. And it's like those small wins built up 
Um, and it reminds me just of that, like the metaphor with like the iceberg, like the people would just see the, the top of it, but don't see all the bottom, like all the steps you took to get there, you know? Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. But I also, uh, when I first saw Wim, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I think my first thought was, all right, this guy's human. I'm human. So why can't I do what he does? You know? And then, uh, then I started going into the cold. I did hot, cold showers when I was in eighth grade. I think it was, I saw some guy talking about it. So I tried it a few times and then when it came to like high school, senior year, so like three or four years ago, that's when I started doing the the cold more consistent. And uh, I love it. Me and my buddy, Mo, I'm in Ohio, so we got cold weather too. Yeah. Um, we jumped in the lake last, the beginning of March. And uh, we were in there like, ash, ash, hoo, 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 like uh, chanting and everything. And it was just a, a super dope experience. And then to share it in community even more, uh, makes it so much more special because you're you're in that vulnerable state with someone else and you share that that moment which is uh yeah pretty cool. i mean how cool was it to do that with your friend you know versus like doing that on your own you still get yeah. that same buzz in the high but humans are meant to connect we're, we're mm. meant to be with each other we're meant to we're not meant to be isolated and not you know obviously we get to do that stuff on our own but then having that connection and even if it's one person it makes that experience way more better. It's a shared experience then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what role does community play in the work that you do? Yeah. That community is, is literally everything with what that's our focus. You know, mm. it's, it's community is the foundation. It's the root. If, if you would ask Luis, like the sauna poppy about how he did everything, everything started through community. He's done no marketing, no like active Google ads, nothing like that. Yeah. You know? It was like bringing his friends at first to a frozen lake. And then eight weeks later, he had like 80 people at a frozen lake. That's a community already. Yeah. You know? And the brand started out of the community. So mm. every focus is like, how do we create this? But for us now, it's a, a a community of better breathers, you know, but sound breathers, but also as people who are taking on a new lifestyle approach and having new habits and somewhere to go to be with other like-minded individuals, to be vulnerable, to get, literally you get stripped to your core when you get in that cold water. But if you can yep. share that with other people and you can get through it and you can break those, yeah, I want to get out at 30 seconds, but you have someone else there kind of being like, you know, just breathe, kind of focus on these things. Like, yeah, just broke down so many subconscious limiting beliefs that it's going to, it's going to elevate your human. And then mm. you're going to want to go share with other people in the community, you know, and it'd be like, guys, I tried this. It changed my day. You guys got to come check this out. Yeah. You know? so community is the foundation of, of everything we do. And, um, there's a, there's a cool approach to what we're doing. It's like you have a spiritual kind of community side and then the financial mm -hmm. side, you know, and those it's the spiritual times the financial that equal your company's success. Mm. So if the spiritual is a million and the financials one, we're, we're a million dollars worth or a million of whatever you want to measure the, the units. Yeah. In. 
as soon as you start raising them both up, you know, you're going to exponentially increase your company's success. So it's not like mm. we're, it's not like we don't think about financials and how to do that kind of stuff, but our spirit is what created it. And now we get to find ways to keep elevating the business, to give back to the community, to make it easier for the community, to make it more accessible for people. Um, mm. So that's kind of a, a cool way we're thinking about things. And it's just an organic, beautiful thing that's happening from us getting to share more and really like create um, routines around things and protocols to help get through those stressful situations, you know, like cold yeah. water is scary. So let's, let's do some like protocols and mindfulness techniques to make it not as scary. And then the mm -hmm. next time you do it, you're going to be inviting someone else. And now we got more community. So yeah, it's, it's the foundation of everything we're doing. Mm. Something uh, I interviewed this guy, Ryan, a husband, he has his own apparel company and it's all about living prescribed, but it's like a CrossFit term living prescribed, but also living with purpose. And um, he said, I remember him saying um, the spirit is attractive. So with whatever you're doing, just as, as you all mentioned, like you guys didn't do the marketing on Google or whatever this, that, but when people see the spirit in others, that's attractive. You don't need to sell them on it. It's just attractive as is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really well said. You know, it's a lot of times you're like, how do we market or brand or whatever? You know, it's just for us, it's the spirit it's doing mm. it it's loving and caring and kind and wild, you know, yeah. like how can we be wild and do these gnarly things, but also come off as these like welcoming, graceful, happy, loving individuals, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. That's the other thing we talk about a lot is like, there's a, there's a lot of dichotomy and in, in masculine and feminine sides. We all have both mm. of those within us, you know, and, and feminine's the nurturing, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. The masculine's like the hunting, doing the, the crazy, yeah, yeah. More crazy stuff. That doesn't mean we have to only do one or the other, you know, we get to do them both. And, and again, that's what brings out our vulnerable side and our ability to share with people. So um, it, it's cool how I'll go back to Luis, but he is like this super high level dude that's getting in the cold water he used to be a professional triathlete. And he's like very much like alpha status. But yeah. He's like the most loving welcoming individual you'll ever be around and that's mm. why the is so powerful and, and beautiful you know yeah i think embracing embracing that inner child too is something i think about that's why i i've grown my hair out now because it's just like i got this wild energy it's like i want to portray that outward too um but really like when I was a kid, if you told me not to do something, I was like, all right, I'm going to go do it. I was wild chaos, mm -hmm. like off the walls. And now a part of me feels like through the cold and the breath work, I'm embracing that, that inner child of, you know, being wild and free spirited, like going for a run with my shirt off in, in the cold or, you know, jumping in the lake and doing things like that is really me embracing like who I am at my core. Yeah. Your authentic self. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes if we, we learn so much from watching children, <laughs> I, I know, expressing themselves, they're just doing, they're not conditioned by society. 
And I think that's, that's a huge thing too. We get, we have to be one way or the other, you know, if we look this certain way, people aren't going to accept us or receive us the same. Mm. And like what you just hit on is like bringing out outward expression of your authentic self is super powerful. It's really powerful to do it inside too, introspectively, you know, Mm. and be like, what is my, what is my authentic self and what's my truth and what's reality versus my perception of reality. But then as soon as we can kind of lock that down and be confident with it and then bring it out to the world, then we, we come off as a light, you know, and it's a magnet. People want to be around, people want to be around you, you know, mm. when, when you're being authentic and you're not trying to look some type of way because society's telling you, you're just being your authentic self. And that is attractive. Mm. When, um, when did you start asking those questions to yourself and what prompted you to do that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question too. I mean, I'll go back. Like when I was in the corporate world, I, until I really started diving into the breath and cold, I was asking none of these questions. You know, I was like, I'm going to leave those kind of more spiritual side of things introspective to those people who want to do that. You know, that's, mm. that's not part of me. But that's because I wasn't connected to myself. I wasn't, but I didn't know that until I started to do breath work every day and, and jump in the cold and have to sit with myself. And yeah. then you're kind of like pondering life differently. You know, you're, you're introspecting more. You're starting to get these like calls to answer some of those questions, you know, and what is my authentic self? What is my passion? What's my purpose? What fills me up? What excites mm. me? You know, like what excites you every morning? And for me, it's, it was, it turned into cold water and breath work. And then I was like, I'm benefit my mental clarity, my mood, my overall well-being. again, my reactivity turning into responding was all leveling up. And I was like, okay, I want to start sharing this with my friends and my family. So I would, I would Mm. do little things with my friends and family and they're like, this stuff is powerful, you know? So then I started to ask myself more questions because I started to see it working with other people as well. Um, Mm. but again, it wasn't happening in the corporate world until I started to do these things. And now I'm, now I'm actively bringing on those questions and I want to be vulnerable now. Mm. You know, at at first it was, I didn't want to share. I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want people to know about my emotions. Um, I wanted to be masculine and hold that stuff in, you know, and and now I want to get it off my chest. Right. And I want to write it down or I want to share it. And I want to help people do the same, express themselves in an authentic way. Cause then you can find your true meaning. Um, That's what we're all here for. We want to find our, our true meaning. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. want to just go on about life as much as people might say they want to go on about life and just grind it out the whole time. And maybe that is their purpose to work super hard. But um, I think there's a really powerful balance in, and knowing that we can have both both sides to us. That reminds me of, I did a, a breathwork workshop with my buddy, Mike and Eileen. They facilitated it. And um, we did uh, David Elliott breathing. So it's like, like yeah. belly, chest, and then out. And yeah. it's just continuous for like 30 to 40 minutes. And those emotions came up that I bottled in like the things that I didn't want to unpack, you know, like with my ex-girlfriend or like my mom being sick, like all these things started coming up 
And I was finally through the breath able to express that. And I remember in the middle of like doing the intense breathing, I just started bawling, like crying, but I finally like let that go and allowed myself to have those emotions because I was just continue, continuing to suppress it down, like push it down. Like, I'm not gonna, if I just hide this away, like it won't affect me, but it was. And so finally, after that, after I expressed it, and then I journaled about it, I really unpacked how I was feeling about it. If the breath forced me to do that. And um, I just felt so much lighter afterwards, like unpacking um, those life situations that happened. That's so beautiful, Gabe, man. That's a, it's a powerful thing. Not a lot of people get to experience that, you know, mm. in, in technical terms, it's a cathartic release. Like you had a huge emotional release from energy blockages. Yeah. That's where it gets more into like the spiritual side of things, but that's a physical manifestation of, of t tension and energy stored within you that mm. got, got brought about because of this this pranayama this life force this breath going through your body and getting to those depths yeah yeah that's it's i've done a session like like that where it's like 30 minutes of like holotropic kind of rebirthing breath yeah and i had something so similar man like i just felt light after it i was like nothing really matters that much to, to be honest that was one of my first things and that's what i yeah. started writing about more too like it, does this really matter so much? And am I, why am I trying to worry about things I can't control? You know, more so like control what you can control and don't worry about others. That's the Stoics are big into that. And yeah, read a lot of Stoicism texts, but that's a very simple thing that translates to our breath immediately. You know, mm. we can control our breath all day in any environment, right? So if we can control our breath, that means that we can control our life in a lot of ways. Mm. That's, a, that's a super powerful thing what would you you say to someone who's like on the brink of like starting breath work or meditation or anything like that what is something that you do for someone who's never experienced it before like how do you explain it to them how would you get them to step into that authenticity yeah yeah that's a great great item i think one of the things that i um you know, again, when I was in the corporate world, I wasn't meditating, right? I wasn't doing any of those things. I was like, I'm going to leave that for the meditators. Yeah. But what I learned is that breath is meditation. So becoming aware of your breath is mindfulness. You know, if, if we, mm. that was a mindfulness practice. We just had to take intention to think about it. If we do that for minutes in a row, so we do this for four minutes. We're just going to only focus on our breathing. It just turned into a meditation, mm. right? So it doesn't mean we have to be in, in paradise and have someone guide us through a meditation where you're yeah. going to achieve your highest self and manifest your dreams. You get to that later on in your, your practice, but you start just become aware of your breath. Just notice and observe your breath. You know, mm. how is it flowing? How's the rate? How's the quality? Are you reading? I like the biomechanics of it as well. Cause I want people to be sound breathers. Are you breathing through your nose into the pit of your belly? Are your yep. ribs expanding as you inhale and going down as you exhale, you know? So if you do, if you start with that, that's the foundation, just become aware, maybe watch yourself in the mirror and mm. can you just have your hands raise as you inhale 
And then as you exhale, do your belly and ribs close. And you do that for five minutes, you're already going to be in a different state, different environment. And you're going to start to be like, whoa, I kind of want to do that more. You know, I felt some type of way from that. So it doesn't have to be this 30 minute long breathwork journey, big meditation that's someone's guiding me through it. Can you think about your breath conscious and intentionally for five minutes? Mm. And you'll, you'll notice if you, if you don't do this all the time, thoughts are going to come up and you'd be like, Oh dang, I just forgot about my breath. That literally is the practice of meditation. It's refocusing our attention on our breath. You know, Mm. so I'm inhaling and exhaling, inhale and exhale. Oh, what do I have to do later on for work? Whatever it is. Can I re go back to my breath and let that thought just slide past, you know, that's meditation right there. And as soon as that starts to get a habit and formed, literally neurological, like neurosculpting is what it's called, or rewiring our neurological pathways, we start to be, it's easier to catch those thoughts and not let them come up and, and focus on our breath. But then that focus and that attention training goes to, to our life as well. You know, now we're focusing on the task at hand. We're not worrying about things we can't control. I'll go back to controlling what we can control, but instead of worrying about like that external circumstance that you have no ability to control, like how about just go to the present moment and focus on what's in front of you. Mm. So I think, yeah, a simple way, just become aware of how your rate of your breath is. Is it coming through your nose? Are you using your belly and ribs? Try to do that for five minutes, you know? Yeah, I think even if we, like, take a moment right now, like, take an inhale. I'm super stuffy right now, as you can tell. But do you feel like your stomach rising or your chest rising? Um, That was something that I've heard a lot of people who practice the breathing techniques is, like, are you belly breathing or chest breathing where you're, like, tensing up your shoulders and, like, anxiety comes from chest breathing and stuff? Big time, yeah. We... We really should never be using our neck and shoulder muscles. There's a, one of the certifications I went through. Her, her name's Dr. Bay Lisa Vranich. She has a book mm-hmm. called um, Breath. And then the, the certification I got is Breathing for Warriors. And mm-hmm. she hammers lower body breathing. We should never be using our neck and shoulders to breathe unless we're in a max exertion. Our neck and shoulders are auxiliary breathing muscles, our diaphragm, intercostals, pelvic floor that make us breathe into our lower body or our belly is Uh is sound breathing. It's anatomically sound for our body. So yeah, so what you hit on is is massive, but we breathe 20,000 times a day. So if we're up here, that's super stressful. And then you times that by mm. 20,000, it's extremely yeah. stressful, you know, but if we get lo- as soon as you get low and use your diaphragm, get out of your neck and shoulders, and you can start extending your exhales and understanding that your ribs are what needs to be flexible and moving. Um, mm. You start to not only get physical benefits, but your brain gets more mental clarity, 20% of our oxygen supply goes to our brain it's used to fire our brain and mm. oxygen is cell fuel so if we want our our cells in our brain and our body to be firing well hopefully we mm. should be dialing our breath more you know mm. and breathing low and diaphragmatically through our belly and lower ribs 
gets us about six times the amount of like oxygen efficiency versus a mm. short, shallow breath. I might have to re-listen to this and like really die, hammer in on those facts. Yeah, I got I got facts for days with this stuff, man. Absolutely. Um, Harrison, I want to be conscientious of your time. We always ask this question and you can take a few beats before you answer. If you could text yourself five years in the past, what would you say and why? And then if you could text yourself five years in the future, what would you say and why? Wow, that's beautiful. Well, it's crazy because I wish, I mean, I, I guess I don't wish too much about it, but I really would like to have learned this, the power of breath and mindfulness and intention five years ago, you know? Like when I was graduating college, for example, if I, if I would have known to wake up every morning and do a little bit of breath work, do a little bit of gratitude expression, and then journal, my, you know, I would have been a, such a different person and I would have been able to share yeah. that with more people faster. So yeah. that's something I think about like, dang, why didn't I learn this earlier? You know, and why did, why did, why did I beat myself up all those years and why wasn't I firing on all these cylinders? But I could not be more grateful for the path and how things have worked out and worked its way because if I didn't do all the things in college and that I wouldn't be where I am today, you know, mm -hmm. but, but definitely be, be mindful and create a routine in the morning is, is something that's so massive for me. You know, so like five years ago, I wish I would have been doing that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And five years in the future, I would, really about sharing this with as, as many people as you can, you know, make it, make it your like life's purpose to spread this to as many people as you can and move the needle for humanity and do it with a, a lens of service and um, authenticity instead of trying to have any type of financial situation tied to it, you know, mm -hmm. because as, as much as people, you have to have finances to, to make a living, you know, and I understand that. But if I can tell myself in the future that I'm going to frame it in abundance instead of mm. money, you know, abundance of energy and opportunity and people around me, that's, that's what it's all about. So like, I, I really keep telling myself in the future, don't, don't worry about the finances as much, do what you can every single day to share your vision and your passion with people. And then mm. those things will come, you know, it's going to come on the other side. So that's, that's something that I really, again, it's, it's kind of scary if you don't have the income you used to be making and things like that. So I got to tell my future self that a lot. Mm. I love that. The thought of abundance and having that mindset and an abundant mindset is how you can serve those people around you best as well yeah. to help them. Something I think about a lot. I love it. We're very much values aligned in, in how we approach those things. I agree. Well, we'll I feel that we'll definitely uh, cross paths and be in a lake together at the same time or something like that, you know? So true. Dude, I, uh, I got it. We got to get you to one of our ice camps. We're running some winter ice camps on Lake Minnetonka. Uh-huh. All winter to spring and obviously going forward, but love would love to have you come and um, we could, we could do some cool stuff together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, 
last question um if there's anything on your heart like what to someone listening an audience member what would you say to them yeah um i think becoming aware of connecting to yourself and becoming aware of, of i go back to breathing all the time but Breathing is the most foundational human function. We breathe all day, every day. We started life with a breath and we're gonna go out with a breath as well. You know, mm -hmm. so what I wanna share is, is just pay attention to your breath. Maybe read into it, like follow what we're doing because it's, it's not trying to push things, it's sharing the breath with people. And it is the most powerful, it's the universal tool for health and overall well-being but at performance you know so any situation the breath applies to so just i, I want to share that with everybody you know it applies to everything and um approach life with like a, a community purpose you know not that you have to do everything on your own so share things with others and, and serve for other people inconvenience yourself um to make things better for humanity because it, it comes back around and mm. yeah i love it harrison i want to take this moment to acknowledge you for walking in your authenticity um i think it's super common to see people talking the talk but to truly walk in in your authenticity is extremely valuable and honorable so i want to take this moment to show some gratitude for you hey thank you so much for saying that and um i i truly uh, appreciate those words and the, all that does is reinforces you know the to stick true to yourself and right back at you man like i can see just how grounded and calm and you really want to help people be better in, in whatever way and, and get better and share beautiful things and concepts. So um, thank mm. you for the words. It's greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Harrison, I'm going to link everything in the description, but where can people find you, support you best? Um, yeah. 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 Um, Harrison Klein on, on Instagram, um, built to breathe on Instagram as well. That's, that's where you're going to, that's our breath focused gym. Um, also highly recommend following the sauna poppy um he's, yeah. he's an instagram but he's my business partner we do everything together that's the, the hat i'm representing right now um but we you know we have some uh, i was re referencing it but some the, these winter ice camps we have our physical location we're coming out with an app so stay tuned for that i'll be announcing it on instagram here and hopefully in the next couple of weeks actually so we'll be awesome. able to apply all this to everybody um through an app but those are those are kind of the the platforms for now. Dope. Definitely follow Harrison. You'll see a lot of cool cold plunges, things like that. I love seeing his content. And uh if you made it this far in the podcast, I appreciate you. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Cheers. <laughs>